All right, what is up? Welcome to the 60th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series. Uh, I've got a guest tonight uh, who sent me an email a few weeks ago. So if you took a look at the description, you'll know what's up. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, the subject line of her email was, please help me. Um, so I'm going to read what she sent. I'm going to bring her in as well. I'm just going to call her D. How are you doing, D? All good, Rich. And um, so you sent me an email a few weeks ago, and I'm just going to read this, and then you can update uh, what's what's changed since then for you. We'll just hop straight into this on this one because mm-hmm. I think this will be interesting. Uh, you said, hey, Rich, I messaged you on uh, IG back in November. I don't have that Instagram anymore, so I, I don't have any reference for that. But you said that you messaged about you, you and your husband's prenup. Can you just kind of give me a quick 10-second overview on what you asked them? Uh, when we got married... He would only marry me on the basis that on the prenup uh, stated that if I was to divorce him, that he would get full custody of the children and I'm unable to access any of his, um, you know, buildings or money if I decide to leave him. I'm not entitled to anything. That's actually how marriage and divorce worked uh quite a long time ago uh because marriage was based on the acquisition of in-laws and generally speaking the father would get custody of the kids um is that something that's enforceable by law where you live no not at all Uh, we have to go out of our way and pay quite a bit of money that's a bit of a moot point then all right so uh you're 25 year old female uh he's 27 you've been together for seven years you live together have a successful business together and you're also three months pregnant uh, you say, I write this message to you as I'm desperately seeking advice with some one, uh, sorry, from someone with some wisdom on the subject. Unfortunately, I know no one who has me. And my husband have been watching RP videos for the past year and a half. I enjoy it and pretty much agree with everything the culture puts forward. I was a proper daddy's girl and he luckily instilled all of the RP material in me growing up. So it hasn't necessarily been a huge adjustment for me to make my marriage. Anyway, let me cut to the chase. Back in March, uh, my father died. It ruined me. I le- I'm not going to say where you live and where you went, just to kind of keep it as anon as possible for you. So you left where you live, and you return home uh, for three weeks to deal with his death. When you returned a week later, uh, you were cleaning and found a condom wrapper. My heart sank and went to ask. Um, his name is also starts with a D. Yeah. Okay, so we'll call him D as well. Uh, so you went to ask him, "What is this?" He didn't lie and told me that while uh, you were gone, he. Uh, had some fun with a girl. He never meant for you to find out and was deeply sad that I had while watching RP videos. I did have to learn how high value man has options and men as a whole need variety. I understood all this and said to D in a conversation previously, look, if you're going to step out, I don't ever want to know. Okay. Um, after probably one week, I slowly warmed back up to him, uh, trying very hard to deal with the grief of my dad dying suddenly and the grief of my relationship, not being a Disney dream. It was like I lost all my innocence when I found out. Hard to explain, but my worldview had changed dramatically. Fast forward to September. I was beginning to feel suspicious about his phone usage. For the first time, I decided to take a look at his Instagram messages. There I found a conversation with one girl, which made my stomach turn. I immediately asked him what this is, and we got into a discussion about him wanting to basically still... uh, pound other people we'll call that I'm, I'm trying to change the language for youtube um i was unhappy about how he was going about it i had the idea the opportunity showed itself to him out with his boys mainly then he'd take it and move on aka a one-night stand 
explain that route is very difficult and once in a blue moon how one night stands are even harder to go through when you live with your wife and live in such a small country i said well it's not exactly meant to be easy for you messaging girls on instagram then being able to talk to you anytime and respond to stories and just in general from connection uh, with you is not how i want you to go about doing this okay so you had reservations about the whole instagram reaching out to girls Mm -hmm. uh, we came to a middle ground, which involved me compromising with him to be able to organize his shenanigans via Instagram. And his compromise was he doesn't get to use emojis, disappearing messages turned on and no calling and no WhatsApp. Okay. So you set some rules and boundaries for him, even though it seems like you're okay with him stepping out. Mm -hmm. It's been two weeks since then. And to be honest, I can't get out of my head how easily I've allowed it for it to be him to arrange these outings. I don't want to put it all down to me being pregnant, but it feels like uh, feels like to me during that time, I need to be feeling hundred percent safe in our relationship. He's bear with me guys. This is just two more paragraphs. He's assured me that it's not even like he's seeing girls. He told me he actually hasn't slept with anyone since I was away. I asked him why he told me that. And he said that he could see that I needed to know. I trust he's able to engage with these girls with no emotional connection, like most men and how it's just sex to him. Other than this, we're in a very, we're a very strong couple, but what I want to know is me giving him the green light to engage online with women, a smart decision. I can't shake just how easy it can be for him now. I was so down for him to do one night stands so he could get it out of his system, have no connection with a girl and for the girl to have no connection to him. I told him he's underestimating how cuckoo women get overseeing a married man and how they can ruin relationships from showing receipts and messages. Uh, they will get 100% jealous when he posts me in his page and want to be his girl. He's a catch, and I have no doubt that there will come some time when they try to sabotage our relationship. Find myself seeking, uh, sorry, feeling anxious whenever he's out now uh, or even questioning his plans. I hate it so much because for seven years I never thought or felt these things. I know I can't be good for my pregnancy either, me worrying about him. I also feel sorry for him because he may be completely innocent, just out with the friends, and I, and he can sense that I'm uneasy with it. What do you think about the situation? Am I being unreasonable and not wanting him to source side tings via Instagram? Would you recommend uh, us do, what would you recommend us do to repair the trust? I literally have no one to talk to other than you. I look forward to hearing. Okay, let me close this and switch this over. Okay, can you give me an update on what's happened since then? So uh, the next day we actually had a discussion and he brought it to my attention that I'm really trying to control this situation. And um, he thinks that my anxiety is coming from the control I, I want in this uh, example, like the emojis and all these things. And he, he just said to me, Dan, if you trust me, you will let me, you will just trust me and, know that I'm never going to want to hurt you and I know how to deal with women and distance myself from them in a way that I'll never want anyone else like you're my wife and you have my child I want to be with you and only you so trust me and stop worrying and where are you with that I listened to him mm -hmm. and since that conversation I decided you know what He's right. He's a grown man. So I'm just going to trust that he knows how to deal with these women and that he just knows what to do, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. But 
soon after I told him that I messaged you and I read the email to him mm. and I kind of asked him like what do you think should I be going on the live and he said yeah sure I'm interested to hear his take on things okay, as so well yeah so that's the update and we're, we're really good actually I've definitely lo- um, lost a lot of my anxiety around it I'm not so suspicious of him anymore and just trust him more in general so okay so let's talk about some of the elements of um what's going on with the dynamics here because a lot of people will come up with the morality of it all i want to set that aside and just deal with the evolutionary psychology elements of um going outside of your relationship because men and women do it for different reasons i don't know if you caught any of the stuff that i've talked about in that area before are you familiar with why men go outside and why women go outside why women go outside yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I, well, I, I understand. Of the relationship. So just yes. to recap for the people watching, like the, the problem that she's got is she's got a security issue with the whole thing. Like she wants to know that he's not going to remove his attention, his resources, his love, his protection, his provisioning to her and the yeah. soon to be child that comes, you know, with that. Like, does that sound about accurate to you? That's very accurate. Yeah. So that's what that's what women are concerned about. So when a guy cheats, she doesn't really care that much. It's generally, she's going to ask questions like, well, did you love her? Did you take her to the restaurant that we go to? Are you going on vacation with her? Is she now your girlfriend? Like the last thing I'm assuming that you want from what I've you know, learned with all the reading that I've done is that the last thing you want is a woman to show up at your front door knocking on it and she's pregnant with his child. Yeah. Yeah. That is literally the worst thing I could ever think of. Right. But as far as him going outside and having some uh, safe fun, um, you've set some rules and your rules are based on the use of Instagram. So no emojis, the use of disappearing messages, no WhatsApp calls. So really just like a one night stand, like a quick encounter. Yeah. Okay. And why are you okay with that? It seems disconnected. Uh, I guess like my fear of him created any new connection emotionally to any mm-hmm. other woman is removed when it is a one night stand. Mm-hmm. But we did actually talk a bit more in depth about um, what comes with one night stands and the, the condom wrapper that I found, he said it was from a one night stand. It was from um, a girl visiting the island. And he said, it's a lot more public going that route. If you're, if he's out with his friends out in a club, um, mm-hmm that route has its own challenges too. And it can be a lot more public. More people may see um, him actually making a move in that case. So he asked me, is that something I've even thought about versus a quiet local girl who, yeah. Would you be okay if he had a steady side girlfriend? No. So it's, so it's just gotta be like a, a visitor, a traveler, a one-night thing, and that's it? Uh, well, you said daddy's second girlfriend. The good girlfriend, I don't like that word. Mm. I, it needs to be more disconnected than that for me, even more. Yeah, one of the things I've, I've um, heard in conversations quite often, in fact, I had a conversation with a guy about this the other day, and he was telling me you know, his girl was okay with it, but she would prefer if he used prostitutes. Um, you know, just because there's as little connection as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so back to the point of 
of what men are seeking and what women are seeking. So women want the security. They want the provisioning. They want the love. Like it's been a thing for thousands of years. I mean, you know, today we live in a modern society where women don't really need the protection of a man. Uh, you know, you hear the toxic feminists say things like I need a man, like a woman needs a bicycle or like a fish needs a bicycle sort of thing. And that's yeah. fine. But you know, for thousands of years, if, if, a woman became pregnant and she didn't have the protection, the provisioning and the love of the guy that fathered the child. She was at very real risk of um, not being able to provide for um, and, you know, like anything critical beyond that, obviously. So it's ingrained within men and women. Right. So he's actually going about it a fairly reasonable way. One of the things that um, I read and I've heard you say, you know, when it comes to him going outside of the whole relationship and the trust thing is you want to be careful with that from what I understand you don't want to have too much in a way of rules for them like don't don't do this don't do that don't do this like yeah. the more rules you have the more difficult um it it becomes and it and it becomes an area that you're going to police right like it should be something yeah, exactly. simple yeah like it should be something simple like look uh don't take her out anywhere where I would be embarrassed where family and friends would see us um, no overnights, no vacations, uh, ideally tourists only that, you know, that come and go. Yeah. Keeping it simple, if you're going to do it is going to be a better way to do it. Like one of the things that I was concerned about when I read the email, which is why I offered to bring you on is like, you almost seem like you're at the point where you had difficulty, like getting the trust back. And the problem is, is that you're pregnant, right? Like you've got a kid coming and a child needs his or her father. Um, and I think one of the worst things that women can do is leave, leave a father that absolutely loves and adores you just because he steps out. Right. Yeah. Um, like you do that and you think that you're going to replace him with somebody else. That's not a good scene because the most risky thing to a small child, especially if it's a girl is a non blood related, um, man, uh, mm -hmm. or even, you know, step sibling, if he's got a son in tow or something like that, yeah. uh, that could expose your kid to a lot of risk. Like nobody's going to love that kid any more than what he will. Nobody's yeah. going to provide, protect and, you know, preside over the family and the child any better than what he will. So you're doing the right thing by keeping him around again, setting aside the morality because everybody has their own views and opinions. The thing is, is human beings aren't particularly good at monogamy. We kind of suck at it, you know, for being honest. I talk about it in a chapter or two of my book, and I've talked about it in many different videos, but it's just a reality of the way the world works. Um, and it's very different when men and women do it. Like when women do it, she's, she's usually done. Like women don't want to generally step out on a relationship if she sees him as her hypergamous best option. She wakes 100%. up, you know, like you look at your husband and you're in love with him and you see him as the best that you can do and you're happy with your life and he, and he takes care of things and the bills yeah. are paid and the house is looked after and he's competent and he's interesting. He's influential. Like if you have all of those things, leaving a guy is about the stupidest thing that you can do thinking that you can replace him and do him better. Right. Exactly. And I think uh, it's very important for women to choose men who have, who have had a lot of experience with women. That yeah, why do you way, say that? I know that way I know that when it comes to him dealing with women that he's not gonna be so attached um, emotionally so I know like I said in the email that he's gonna be able to be with these girls and just leave it like even when I read the 
the Instagram message, my heart sank because he said something to them that was like all a little like, you know, soft. And I was like, why did you say that to her? What did like, he what did he say he, that uh, triggered I you? I think he, he sent like um, a gift that was like a, an hibiscus flower. And he said, um, this did is you your say soul. gift or gif as in GIF? GIF. GIF. Okay. G- GIF, yeah. Okay. So he sent and, a um, uh, flower. So this girl is like a naturey girl, what I gathered. And he said, um, your soul, this is your, your what your soul looks like or something like that, right? And I was mm-hmm. really upset with that mainly. And I was like, that's interesting. How, why did you, uh, what, what does that even mean? Why are you sending her that? And he, he said, the, it's bullshit. Do not look into that. This is what these girls want to hear. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's that's right, because I, it's essentially that's why like, him no emojis. <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's essentially him, you know, running game, but by playing the game, yeah. Yeah, by playing the game. But I mean, like what you're saying is you can't use the tools of the game or you can't use all the tools of the game. So I'm fine with you talking to them, but you can't use emojis or gifts to yeah. accomplish what I'm what I'm blessing you to accomplish simply because you don't want that to turn into romance, right? And do you think that's reasonable? Look, the fewer the rules that you issue in scenarios like this, the better off you're going to be, right? And what I found from my experience dealing with a lot of the guys and gals that I've coached in this area is that the biggest thing is she doesn't want to be embarrassed. She doesn't want some random woman knocking on your front door saying, surprise, I have your husband's baby in my belly. Those seem to be the two, and she doesn't want any kind of diseases. So those seem to be the two to three main areas. And if you limit yourself to just that, and if you live in a, I mean, you've already revealed that you live on an island. So, I mean, if you live on an island, then you can get to the point where it's like, fine, just deal with tourists. I want them to come and go like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the winds when they flow in different directions in the morning and that'll keep things simple for you. And it gives him the opportunity to still be a father, to scratch a niche when he needs it. And you give him the space to do that but he's still able to provide and like, you're still a family, right? You still yeah. love each other. You're still intimate together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it sounds like you've got it all sorted out. Yeah, I think we do. I think since we had that conversation and like you said earlier, he just put my mind at ease. He, he settled me down and just said, well, he just asked me to trust him and, I realized, you know what, it's going to be so much easier if I do this than to try and police what he's doing. He, he knows now what I don't want him to do. Mm-hmm. He can choose to follow that if he wishes, mm-hmm. the emojis and whatnot. But if he doesn't, then I still trust him that he'll, he'll do the right thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, surprise, surprise, this is not a common type of marriage. This is not a common type of relationship. But if you're going to allow him some wiggle room to exercise his options you're going about it the right way so um i don't really have anything else to add to this i mean unless you got any other questions or i mean if he wants to ask any questions you know while we're on right now but there's a few people in the chat that were going on about a few things um caribbean accent there's no repair too much attention to detail some people are asking where you live um I do live in the Caribbean. Yeah, somebody was asking if you were attractive or not. They said something about weight, I think. But uh, I, I can attest. I mean, she had her camera on before she came on. She's an attractive woman. There's nothing wrong with her looks. 
Thanks, but Rich. but I mean, guys like guys will wander. Guys' eyes will move in different directions. That's just something that 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 a lot of women tend to struggle with, right? Like they think what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Because I'm with you, then you shouldn't be with anybody else. But mm-hmm. men and women have different sexual strategies. How many times can you get pregnant in one year, D? Once, right? One. How many times can a guy impregnate women in one year? Probably 365 times. Hundreds of times. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, men and women have different sexual strategies. Again, setting aside the morality, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That doesn't matter. The, the fact remains that women go outside of relationships and so do men. They do it for different reasons. And some people have found ways to make it work where it's just, you know, there's actually a very interesting scene in a, um, in The Crown, which is a... Uh, series on the uh, sovereign you know essentially mm-hmm. on queen elizabeth and she just died and i saw this trending on netflix the other day and it reminded me there was a scene where um prince philip was uh being interrogated by the queen and she essentially said the exact same thing that we talked about earlier she, she said look as long as you're in the family you're involved with the family and you're doing your duties and roles i'll just look the other way just don't embarrass me basically is what she said in that scene. And that's really what it seems to boil down to. Um, there's another good scene in the movie since we're talking about stuff. Have you seen Vikings? Yes. So when Ragnar went away and then he had some fun with that, I can't remember her name, that uh, tall queen. And then she showed up in his village mm-hmm. with his baby. Mm-hmm. That's when Lagatha lost it, right? And then she left. Yeah. That's yeah. what women don't want. They they don't want that surprise. They don't want some random woman showing mm-hmm. up because what ends up happening is what concerns you? Resources, money, love. They're like women don't want to share those things, right? No. They're 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 less likely to share resources, love, and attention of a guy, but more likely to share him sexually as long as he doesn't bring back problems with that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But that they but then they try to control that part too so that it limits the potential you know propensity for those problems to arise because if you because if you police where his penis is at all times it's never going to happen but it's like he'll just be more sneaky about it well that's that's one way that some guys go about it too right so it it is what it is we drew a lot of inspiration from um marco polo actually how that dynamic worked is you watch marco polo no (gasps) watch it it's great uh the um the wife shabby how she holds herself um was very admirable to me because obviously um oh my god i forgot the main character's name not marco the the guy she married i can't believe i forgot his name right now (laughs) but um he obviously had his little um, mistresses living on the grounds and she she picked them Mm-hmm. And how she, she picked the mistresses for him. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a thorough uh, process for that. It's 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 not that uncommon. I mean, you know, it's it, it's only uncommon today. Whereas in the past, like the most successful men with influence, reach, resources, would often have a harem of women. But at no time in history did women ever have a harem of men. Um, it just didn't yeah. exist. I mean, it, like many people would argue that that would be disgusting, in fact. But it's but it's widely accepted that again, high value, you know, successful men have the capacity to exercise those options, and some of them do. Some of them don't. I mean, 
A lot of women like to um, berate and antagonize uh, loyal men and uh, loyal high value men. And mm-hmm. they're the ones that really need to check themselves because those guys are, um, you know, the good guys. So look, folks, it's a reality of life. Uh, D sounds like she's got it sorted out and there's no longer an issue. And I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, my concern again was for the kid. Um, but um, yeah, it sounds like you guys have it sorted out. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. And I really appreciate you responding to my email and offering me this opportunity to speak to you and um, kind of agreeing with how everything is going and giving me maybe the green light. That oh, you're to give, good. look, I mean, like you guys gave yourselves a green light to continue because this is something that, that may have destroyed or torn apart another couple that might have disadvantaged a child and, uh, it sounds to me like you guys chose to sort it out and do the right thing for both of you. And it's working. It's uncommon, but it's working. So that's good. So this yeah. is just proof that, you know, things like this can work. Yeah, it can. It can. So all maybe right, I'll D. give you an update. In, yeah. I wish you guys all the best, uh, you know, to you and your husband and, uh, you know, with your business, everything you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, let me just, I- before you go, let me just see if there's <laughs> any questions here. If you guys want to drop some questions in the chat, I'll, you know, I'll pose them since I've got her on. Um, there's one here. I'm curious as to whether or not she feels an element of arousal knowing other women pine for her men. Yeah. Women do prefer men that, that women do prefer men that, uh, other women want and other men want to be, uh, there's no question about it. The yeah. vast majority of women though, in, especially in North American culture, don't want him to exercise those options. Yeah, I, I would say that. What do her What do her family and friends say about it? They don't know anything about it. Okay. What do you <laughs> they, think they would say if they, they found die. out? Um, the only I have a friend, um, and I did tell her about the condom I found. Mm-hmm. What did she say? What was the advice that she gave you? She, um, I, I tried putting her on some red pill videos. Uh, she she couldn't really get with it, but she knew where I was coming from with it, and she thought that she had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And I I just said, look, I don't know, um, but it's okay. And she's like, so you didn't ask him this? You didn't ask him this? All these questions. I said, mm-hmm. well, I I did actually try and ask some questions. He said, the what sort of questions did she want you to ask him? Stuff like, um, you know, where did they go? Mm-hmm. Who, who was it? Mm-hmm. Um, how often mm-hmm. did he see her? Um, are you sure that she didn't come inside the home? Um, I found out that he done it in the car. Mm-hmm. And um, she had a lot of questions. That's interesting because was- all of those questions are, how many times did he see her? Where did he take her? You know, it's like quite, it's not about the intimacy act. It's about what did he do with her leading up to the intimacy act that resulted in the condom, right? Yeah. Interesting. Um, she, she, she was fine with it. Um, well, I mean, not fine with it, but she was very inspired by how I was dealing with the situation. Cause I actually didn't tell her until about two months after the fact, I really needed to process it on my own and not get influenced by anybody else. Mm. And she was very shocked and she was just like, 
so you guys are okay everything's okay with you both and i was like yeah we're, we're good it's behind me now what uh, brought the both of you as a pair to the red pill uh, i think it was kevin samuels with a mixture of you with a mixture of um fresh and fit i don't know i think these things just started coming up on youtube mm-hmm. and uh, they were entertaining and we just started we both read your book i loved it by the way and just really indulged in this in this content because uh it's something we both enjoy and i agree with pretty much everything that is said and so it, it's fun for us both to watch these things and just be in on how um, most modern women uh vagabond says uh will she put her trust in him after the conundrum ends so does he does he have 100 percent of your full trust right now yeah good yeah what would, would what what would he have to do to break your trust if any of the things that i requested or that he knows that i don't want came to surface mm-hmm. so if the girl i don't know maybe screenshots some messages and sent them to me and um was trying to get involved in some way sabotage um that would say to me that he maybe chose a poor mm-hmm. um, character of a woman there to play with. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, trying to contact me. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he? Does he tell them that they're married? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they all know the situation between. Okay, uh, so he just says, you know, I'm married. My wife's going to look the other way, but uh, you know, yeah, she, she just doesn't. She, she just doesn't want to know the details. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. All right. Uh, so, uh, Menshrine's asking why no emojis on Instagram conversations, and I think we covered that earlier. It sounded like it was because it, it's it's too close to intimacy. It's too close to love. It's too close to uh, gaming her. It's not about the act of 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 sex. It's about the act of like the game that leads up to it. Is that is that a yeah. fair assessment? That's a fair assessment. Yeah. So is he allowed to le- use the um, Emojis and gifts, or is that off the table? Emojis and gifts? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. You, you're keeping that well, off the table? I said it back then, but mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, I would, I would suggest keeping the rules as simple as possible. Pick, pick two or three, the ones that matter the most. Yeah. And I, uh, I think you'll probably find, um, you know, by the sounds of things, he probably won't even exercise these options very often. It's it's just something that he needed to do. And maybe now that he's got the freedom to do it, he, was, <laughs> he may not even exercise it that often, right? Maybe, maybe. When I actually um, found the message, um, I asked him, like, what's going on here? And he's like, I just want to talk to other girls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on. You don't want to talk to other girls. What's really going on here? And then we got down to it. It all happened in the car. Like he left his, he left the car, and I, mm-hmm. his phone was just there. And I thought, now, now is the time for me to check it. He came back oh, okay. to the car, and he just seen like my face, and my heart, my whole body language, and he was like, "What is wrong?" I said, "What is this?" And we got into it all the about thirty minutes, just sitting in the car talking about it, and that was it. We just. I try and get over things. I try not to hold grudges and mm-hmm. I really just try and move on and 
there's an old saying that if you go looking for dirt, then you're going to find it, right? So if you want to upset yourself, you're going to find ways to connect dots to piss yourself off, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ernesto in the chat says, did this become a bigger issue once you got pregnant? Uh, when I found the Instagram messages, I was already pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, when I found the condom way back when, I wasn't pregnant, but I had forgotten about it. Like, it's over. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a problem. Do you fear that he'll find somebody younger? No. I mean, he can, but I don't have it. That's not a fear of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, how is the communication between you two right now? Very good. He just came home, actually. Everything is great. That's excellent. Yeah, really, really good. All right. Well, I'm going to leave you to your evening. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for uh, sending the email and popping in and sharing your story and your experience. I think this is uh, insightful to many people watching. Um, there's some good questions that came up there. I'll take some questions from you guys if you guys want to call in you know, with a standard Q&A. Uh, Dee, I'll let you go. Have yourself Thank a good you. night, okay? Thank you so much, Richard. For having All right, me take on care. And... All right. I look forward to Bye -bye. seeing more of you. Bye. Thanks. All right. Um, you guys can hop in and... Uh, ask some questions. Let me grab the uh, link. So I'll go open Q&A. And here's the link for StreamYard. Um, I'll pin that to the top of YouTube. So if you guys are watching somewhere else, you're going to need to head over to YouTube. So here's the YouTube uh, show. If you want to uh, come on in and ask a question. So let me just run the ad reel for about two minutes and then we'll take some Q&A. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, all right. Um, let's take some of these call-ins. If you guys don't mind uh, in the private chat and in the waiting area, just let me know what it is you want to talk about just so it helps me uh, sort through it. Uh, I'm going to grab Lee first over here and bring him on. What's up, Lee? Hey, Rich. Long-time listener. First-time caller. How you doing, buddy? 
Doing good. So uh, I was listening to one of your uh, videos the other day talking about the you had like OnlyFans, power washers, like different businesses and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to be a stand up comedian. Uh, I also have a regular nine to five job that pays my bills. I'm interested in I'm trying to find more information on elves. Unfortunately, I just had a business go under. So I have I don't have any money right now to join your entrepreneur group. That's something that I'm building towards. Uh, just any advice you could give to me just besides, you know, save the money and get into the entrepreneur group. I'm just I'm trying to I still have that that uh, that motivation and that drive to to own a business because I enjoyed owning the business before it went under. Just any advice or something I can look into, uh, research myself and something to get into to basically, you know, get into the elf. So um, you can, well, the course is closed right now, by the way. So you can't enroll okay. in, even if you had the money. It, it won't open again until December. Okay. Um, since you've mentioned it, let me grab the banner for my email list. You guys need to get on my email list so you don't miss the opportunity to uh, opt in for stuff like this when the offer is made. Um, there's a really good podcast called the I Love Marketing Podcast. Joe Polish runs it with Dean Jackson. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still out there. So if you go through those episodes, um, you'll find lots of useful information on marketing, elf businesses versus half businesses, why they're different, um, how, to, how to prioritize certain, certain components of it. Um, I think if you're new to running a business, one of the best books you should probably read if you haven't read it is Richard Branson's Losing My Virginity. It's probably one of my favorite books. Uh, it's more of a biography, but it's just like sort of exemplifies the amount of problem solving that's required. A lot of people are, are like, well, what's the most important skill that you got to have, you know, to be a successful entrepreneur. And to me, it just boils down to problem solving skills. Cause that's all a business is. It's just a series of problems that keep, keep coming your way. Yeah. You either knock the problems out of the park and continue on, or you get pummeled by the balls and you know, the business folds, which happens nine times out of 10. Man, so that's exactly what I just went through. Yeah. So those would be the tools that I would start with. Um, okay. I, I mean, the cool thing about the course is it takes a lot of information that's out there that, I mean, you could spend days and weeks sorting through to try to collect it all. And I just have it all organized neatly in the course material plus you get the zoom calls and all that stuff but that'll open up back in december but i would start with that for natalie perfect awesome thank you sir all right brother uh all right let's see what uh katie's got for us here katie how you doing uh good how are you good hey uh so i just popped in today so i talked to moth on stereo okay a lot um and i told him that i would listen today and so i was in sitting here and uh he said you should call in and ask a question so right. here i am right, um uh i decided to ask um our biggest point of contention usually is can men and women be friends with each other can men and women be friends uh, yes i suppose you can but i don't recommend it um why do you ask the question like what's behind it so well it's something here like it's something Moth and I talk, have talked about several times, and it's like our biggest point of contention. The, it's the one thing we'll probably never agree on. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, he says men and women cannot be friends. I mm -hmm. think men and women can be friends. Um, why wouldn't you recommend it? Well, the problem is, is that men and women don't have a lot of common ground when it comes to interest. Like, I'm not interested in the stuff that women are interested in. And women only become interested in the stuff that I'm interested in if I'm dating them, 
right? Um, right. So there's that element. The other problem too is, is um, if you're hot, I'm going to want to bang you, <laughs> right? Like, like there's, there's no way around that. I mean, any guy that you're friends with, that you're not sleeping with, that you just see as a friend, I guarantee you he's had thoughts in his mind about banging. Okay. Right. Um, so like you just have to understand that. And that's why if um, I have a girlfriend that has guy friends or she wants to be my girlfriend and she gives me the talk, like, where do we stand? You know, I dig your vibe, Rich. I want to be with you. I don't want, I don't want to be with anybody, blah, 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 sort of thing. One of the first things that I would look at is, okay, well, does this chick have any guy friends? And if she has guy friends, you know, I would simply just say, look, you know, um, I'm, you know, like I dig your vibe and I'm happy to invite you to my life, but I don't date women that have guy friends. Right. Okay. So that's just a simple boundary that I set because it's like, look, if you're going to get into a relationship with a, a chick as a guy, you don't want dudes hanging around her, which are obviously going to be trying to bang her, you know, if you're hot sort of thing. So it's as simple as that. So my, okay. I have a follow-up question. Why does the fact that the man, like, why does him wanting to bang me automatically, like, make us not really friends? Well, I don't want to bang Moff, right? Well, okay. Like, I'll hang out with Moff, we'll have drinks, we'll do dinner, you know, we shoot the shit sort of thing. But I have zero interest whatsoever in wanting to bang him sort of thing. The only reason why guys generally want to be friends with a woman is because they think that they can friend zone their way into your pants at some point. They're just hoping, you know, one night when you get drunk enough, stoned enough, hang out enough, long enough, you're just going to be like, oh, Billy is really such a nice guy. So I want him in me now sort of thing. That's, that's <laughs> basically what they're thinking. Um, okay. I but, know it's, I know it's hard, no, no. you know, like it's a difficult no. pill to swallow. And it's difficult for women to grasp, but that's that's literally the entire dynamic, the entire problem. Oh no, I'm fine with that. I um, I've, I've spent several, so many hours talking them off, so I've gotten that. Um, but I just don't. So I guess what like what I don't understand is even yes, I can actually like really absolutely agree with what you just said, like. I cannot think of a man that I'm friends with that wouldn't like sleep with me if I called him right now and asked him. Yeah. Like um, I could prove it. Like I could like one of the tests that I tell guys to do is if a chick just says, Oh, well, he's just a friend. Then I would say, okay, cool. Pass me your phone. And I'm going to text him right now. I'm horny. Let's bang. I guarantee you he's going to accept. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, why does that mean that he doesn't also like just enjoy my company or like, uh, have similar interests to me or whatever it is, you know, whatever you, how do you define friendship? I guess. Look, um, a brother and sister might have that kind of relationship, but again, if you're an attractive woman and he's a healthy male, he might pretend to be interested in your story about Becky from HR and the bullshit she did last week with Billy and all the stuff that went down. But in the back of the mind, you know, he's thinking, okay, if I hang around long enough, she'll probably yield and, you know, we'll get it on sort of thing. Like, like that's the ultimate goal. That's what he's trying to do. But yes, you know, you can play house, you know, you can play the game of, of friends, but men and women really aren't that great at being friends. You know, there's, there's, there's people to be like, oh, we're just platonic friends and all that sort of stuff. But no, it, women can be friends with guys, but guys can't be friends with women because they want to bang them. You know, it's as simple as that. 
That's why from your perspective, you're like, I don't understand why I just can't be friends with a guy, but you can. Women can literally want to sit with a guy and tell him her, her life story about Chad and why he's not calling her back and blah, blah, blah sort of thing. And the whole time he's thinking to himself, at some point, oh, we just lost her, at some point, um, you know, she's going to lower her defenses and want to come back in, right? Like that's, you know, it's essentially what the dude's thinking. I don't know if you heard the whole thing if I lost you there. No, thank you. I, no, I just um, hit the button on my headphones and it kicked me out. Does that um, make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't trust Moff, so you wanted to check in with me? No, he just said, ask him anything you ask me. And that was the first thing that came to mind because that's like our big Are we aligned? Message. Like, are we saying the same thing, basically? Yeah, no, you, um, you basically, yeah. Okay, cool. Did you have any other questions? I think we lost your audio. Oh, um, yeah. Did you have any other questions? Yeah. Um, not tonight, but I will likely be back with more. Yeah. Questions. Anytime you want. Thanks, awesome. Katie. Thank you. All right. See ya. Uh, let's see what Aaron's got for us here. Aaron, what's up, buddy? Okay. We lost Aaron. Let's try. Uh, and by the way, guys, if you want to call in, uh, the Q and a link is the Streamyard link pinned to the top of the YouTube, uh, chat. It just says open Q and a there. Uh, let's see what MXC's got for us. You're muted, by the way. You're going to have to unmute yourself. MXC, you're muted. You got to unmute yourself, buddy. Okay, let's remove this one and we'll boot you. I have a simple rule, guys. If you come on, don't waste my time. Don't waste my audience's time. Make sure you're ready to go. Um, that's the whole point of it. Um, yeah, it's interesting because... Women always struggle with the whole friend dynamic. Um, Moff, do you want to click the join link and hop in with me just so we can chop this up a little bit? Um, I don't know if you got a set of earbuds in or something like that, but um, women really struggle with that. Well, why can't we just be friends? And from their perspective, they can be because women see like women see the world differently than men do, right? Like women like attention. And if a guy or a gal, I mean, anybody gives them attention, like attention is the currency of gal world, then dude is sitting there talking to her, giving her attention sort of thing, then she's going to think that they're friends. And, and from, her, from her perspective, they are. But what she fails to realize is that he, on his end of the spectrum, is thinking there in the back of his head, I want to smash. How do I get in her pants? If I hang around long enough and I be a nice guy and I buy her enough drinks and maybe it'll happen sort of thing. That's, that's just the way that it is, right? Um, a key, I got a Kiki here in the waiting area, but it says device is not connected. You need a mic connected if you want to hop on Kiki. Uh, got a super chat here. Uh, she is one of the best wingman I have ever had. Who's that? Are we talking about the girl that just called in Katie? I don't know. Um, friends with guys. Uh, Chris says, are you unattractive, Katie? If so, then you'll be able to be friends with guys, even though hanging fruit guys will want to screw Louisville ugly ones. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I just don't see it as a good use of time, um, forming friendships with women, right? What's up, Moff? Yo. So Katie's this, Katie's a friend of yours. I take yeah, it. That's cool, man. She's a sweetheart. Um, we've gone back and forth a lot. And uh, kind of, kind of gone toe to toe, and she's actually, she actually holds her own pretty well. She doesn't get very mm -hmm. emotional. I think we only had one time where she got mad and like hung up on me on on a show, but she's done far better than Jenna has. So, 
<laughs> my, stapler, my stapler would do better than Jenna. Amen to that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so you guys are chopping it up on the idea of um, guys and gals being friends. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we're not going to get past. I think she's right. I, I, the, the thing is, I understand where she's coming from. Um, women hate this idea of women are sex objects and men are success objects. They want to feel like they have more to offer. They want to feel like they are smart and they're funny and they have all of this to offer when in reality, 99 times out of 100, a guy is only hanging out with you because he's attracted to you. Mm -hmm. And you might have other great qualities, but that's not what the guy is going to see in you first. And that's not, a guy is not going to be attracted to your personality. Mm -hmm. And it's that what a lot of women fail to understand is Nobody's ever said, oh, look at the personality on her. I want to bang that, right? Right. And not only that, they have no problem. I mean, we all know this. We all know the double standard that women have. They have no problem with telling guys you need to have the six sixes. You need to be you know, rich and you need to have a nice car. And you need to be Let's able be to- Let's be honest. The list is a lot longer than six. Right. But yeah. it's, it's way more than the six sixes, right? It's like maybe the 60 sixes. Mm. But it's perfectly fine to have those as standards. But if a guy's like, yeah, I just want a chick that's hot and I'm only going to hang around a woman that's hot, then they, they throw a fit about it. And I think the worst part about it is that guys that are saying like, no, I'm with her or I value her because of her personality. I don't even see her attractiveness. So that's not even, they're just lying. I can, I can prove that, that, that guys are the absolute biggest simps and willing to, be betas in waiting, hoping that she'll pick him one day. I mean, the the advent of OnlyFans basically supplicates that every day, all day of the week, right? Guys sign up, send her money, hoping that one day she's going to turn around and be like, oh, Billy is such a nice guy. He sent me so much money and he's always there to hear about my problems with Chad whenever things are going sideways and I have to cry sort of thing. It's like, yeah, it's just, um, it's, it's just not a good use of a guy's time. You know, if look, the only time that guys and gals can be friends is if it's friends with benefits. And, and it's like right in there, friends with benefits. Like you're actually screwing each other. Like you're like you're. I always say there's four categories. The way I've always talked about there's there's four main categories of the way men and women interact. You're either banging. Um, you like you guys are banging. You guys are together and bang, whether that's friends with benefits, whatever it is. Uh, a guy is actively pursuing you, so he's trying to bang you if you're a woman. Yeah. He's passively pursuing you, so maybe he's not trying, but if you called him at 2 a.m. and said, let's get it on, he's going to say yes, or, or you've already banged. Yeah. And that's the only sentiment where there might be some sort of relationship because it's always on the table after that. Maybe you can get it again, or maybe we can get drunk and get hopped up and that sort of thing. But there's no yeah. – that. that's why – the biggest thing that she has a problem with cat is this idea of platonic. It's like, yeah, you can hang out with a chick, but like I told a girl one time, I'm like, yeah, if you ever hear me, if you ever hear me talk about girls I've hanging out with or I've hung out with, like you could pretty much just like, don't even ask me if I've had sex with them. You can pretty much just assume, okay, it, yeah. you can pretty much assume that I've banged them. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell the truth. I'll be like, look, yeah, I don't have women that are friends. Uh, I don't hang around with women in a, a friendly way. Um, sure. Maybe- don't like the same things. We generally don't spend time the way, you know, yeah. the, the same way. It's just where, where's the benefit? There are guys that, that, that will become friends with women, but they're usually gay guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like they're or not pretend gay guys. Interested. Yeah. Or they're they're pretend gay guys. Yeah. But to, I mean, to your point, there's no end, there's no end to a man simping. Like women don't understand that guys will 
wait their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Like he's been my friend since we were five. We've been friends for 20 years and he's never made a move. And it's like, guys will do that. Yeah. Like you, women don't understand waiting, levels of simping. The level of simping has no ceiling. Guys will wait their entire lives. Watch <laughs> their, watch women get married and divorce and pop out a couple of kids before finally saying, Oh, well, I've always been in love with you. And it's like, yeah, man, like it's been 40 years. Well, okay, now you might actually have a shot because she's ran through a bunch of chads, had kids, and now she's going to settle for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's like, you know, the dynamics and the differences between men and women, women will never understand. Like I've yet to, like maybe with the exception of somebody like Esther Perel, I think Esther Perel has a good grasp on the, on how men operate. Uh, But the vet, but I mean, she spent her entire career. Yeah, you know, studying the dynamics and, and and counseling the dynamics and writing books on the dynamics. Um, she's a great author. She's got some good books. I'd recommend, you know, checking out her work if you guys are new to her. If you're like, you know, hey, Rich, you know, what what woman should I listen to? You know, when it comes to stuff, I'd say, you know, check out her stuff. But men actually have the capacity. Reason, like you're within one year, you know, with the red pill sort of stuff and unplugging and you got it very, very quickly. Like guys can get this concept very quickly that men and women are different, but women struggle to understand the differences, you know, knowing that like with that woman prior, uh, D who, you know, like understood that he has an itch to scratch. She doesn't have an, an interest in wanting to bang other guys. She has the best that she can get. She realizes that he's good looking, successful and has things going on. So fine, you know, just don't embarrass me sort of thing. But she's yeah. the interest in doing the same. Very few women can get to that point, right? If you go back and listen to what she was saying, it's it, all it does is reaffirm everything we talk about. It's right. nothing to do with the sexual act. It everything to do with, I'm afraid I'm going to lose this guy to an emotional connection. That's why the emojis thing or it's right. the level of investment. And she, he's like, why are you talking to these girls? Why are you talking to these girls in this way? You know, well, that's playing the game, but to her, that's you know, that's the emotional game that he's playing. So, and what are uh, guys concerned with? Guys are concerned with: Did you have sex? How many times did you have sex? Did you have an orgasm? Did he go down on you? Like that's all they're concerned with. It's like you know, he kissed you. Who cares? You know, he took you out for dinner. Who cares? You know, did you bang in the bathroom restaurant? That I care about, right? Yeah, and the last thing I'll say before I jump. So I think Cat's still listening. she also has said she's never had an interest in having kids and she's young. She's in her mid twenties. So maybe that's something that you guys can talk about. Um, and that's what I've said. I said, just give it time. And she kind of got annoyed at that, but maybe that's something. I had, that, a, that I had a girl once um, in her around the same age. I think she was 23, four, maybe five at the time. And, you know, she said something like, I have no interest in having kids. I want to have a hysterectomy. Just take it out. I don't want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. Right. A few years later, she had two kids. Right. It's like, you know, your, your position in life, like they always say when it comes, comes to women, they always have the right to change. Like they reserve the right to change their mind at any given time. That's why the woman you marry is never the same woman that you divorce. So it's like, you know, these dynamics, these details, you know, the devil's in the details sort of thing. That's why I do these podcasts. That's why Moff's on afterwards doing a stereo show. So it's like, yeah, check it out. Anyway, so Moff will be on afterwards. Check out his stereo show. Um, cool. Yeah. All good. Later, bro. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Um, all right, let's see what we got here in the waiting area still. Uh, Awan, Awan, do you have audio, Awan? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, buddy? What can I do for you? I uh, just had a general question. You've bought so many cars in your lifetime. I was wondering what's your opinion on uh, breaking in a new car? Depends on the car. Some cars don't need to be broken in. McLarens are broken in at the factory. You can just beat the shit out of them as soon as you pick them up. Oh, okay, so you can just like... 
start driving them? At, uh, there, there's there's break-in protocols for most automotive manufacturers. Like I think most cars now, they have it built into the software where for the first thousand kilometers, like I think the new Chevy Corvette does this. I think some Porsches do this too, where it's like, it won't let you rev past a certain RPM for the first thousand K and then you have to go and change the oil. Then they lift that. Um, so some automotive manufacturers still have a break-in period, but some, some don't like one of the questions I asked when I test drove my first McLaren, as I said to the guy, I'm like, shit, this car's got 17 kilometers on it. Is it okay for me to beat on it? He goes, oh yeah, they break them in at the factory. You can pound on it right now. And then what about more regular cars? Like you had a BMW and an Audi and I think Beamers have a break-in period, but you'd have to check with the dealer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I just had a simple question like that. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. Love it, man. We're getting car questions. We're getting, can guys and gals be friend questions? We're getting all kinds of stuff tonight. Sweet. Um, Shiraz, can you, Shiraz, uh, I can't, I can't bring you on, dude. It says device is not connected, but you have a question here. So let's see. Men and women can be friends, professional settings. I have few women friends. I have no sexual interest in. Okay. Yeah. So if you're working together, but that's not a friendship, that's a, that's a colleague, you know, that's a work colleague. Like if you're in, uh, like I've had, you know, women work for me that I, you know, they just work for me. Like, I don't care. Like I'm not friends with them. They're just a, you know, it's in a professional capacity. So it's different. Uh, I have a few women, uh, you can spin plates outside of work, but at work, these women are someone who are just meant to be friendly with. If she's hot, then it can be problematic. Um, so being friends and being friendly with are two different things. Um, being friends is like, okay, this is somebody that I want to sit down and have a dinner with, you know, and like shoot the shit and learn about them. And, you know, you get into deep conversations about ideas on life and sort of stuff like that. Being friendly is, you know, you're at work and, Hey, Donna, um, got that women's report. You know, we got to get that meeting going on at two o'clock this afternoon, you know, at the water cooler conversation. That's, that's just being friendly. That's the differences. Um, link for the Q and A's in the top guys, uh, it's a stream link. It says open Q and a, uh, taking questions tonight. So if you have any questions, you can click that join in. It's open to anything. Let me drop the YouTube link. Cause I know some people are still watching this elsewhere. If you're watching this other places, the Twitches, the Twats, the Twitters, the, the Facebooks of the world. Hit that YouTube link. Come on over and do me a solid. Hit the uh, thumbs up button and uh, help me out with the YouTube algorithms. It's always widely appreciated. Let me think here. What what other... See, there's so many dynamics that are so different between men and women. Like Sometimes... You know, when you go deep enough down the rabbit hole and you unplug, you start to realize that the only similarities you really have is that you stand on your feet, you walk the same way, your eyes are in the same spot sort of thing. But because of because of the hormone differences between men and women, because of the reproductive differences between men and women, men and women are vastly different. You know, you have different sexual strategies. You have different interests. One of the... Um, um, one of the things I saw the other day, where's my phone? Here it is. Um, one of the things I saw the other day is um, men tend to use their phone very different ways than women do. Women use their phone to take selfies. Okay. This is what they use it for. Men mostly use their phone like this because they want to take pictures of things or video or something like that. So men are more interested with things in the outside world, whereas women are more interested in themselves and especially um, with... Um, like discussions around people. That's why women love these like bachelor bachelorette shows and 
all those elements, you know, that are all tied into that. And guys generally aren't that interested. I mean, strong masculine virtuals, you know, conventional men aren't interested in that, but there's, you know, there's a new dynamic, the new genre of like the weaker sort of, um, uh, feminized boy today. I don't know what you call them. The soy boys, the, we used to call them, um, metros, you know, when I was younger, we called them metrosexuals, which were, um, basically well put together guys, perfect haircut, eyebrows plucked, you know, good outfits. You used to call them metrosexuals, but they weren't soy back then. That's changed now. I think, I think the Metro avatar has evolved into something that's, um, beyond what it, what it started out to be, which was just a clean cut guy with some style. Um, but yeah, like men and women are vastly different, man. So different. I mean, like, um, strength components of it. You know, I had a video out the other day on my entrepreneurs and cars channel. Cause one of the things that drives me nuts is I go to the gym and I see guys and gals working out guys working out with their girlfriends or girls, um, you know, that are dating mate maybe, but it's like, you know, I saw this dude on the bench press the other day and it's like, he's lying there and he's got his plates and he's doing his sets and it's like, okay, now it's her turn. So he's got to take off all these plates and put them down and put a 10 on or some shit like that. And it's like, she can't even spot him. Like when he's lifting heavy, like you can't push yourself to the max when you're doing something like that. Whereas with guys, and I said this in the video, cause it's kind of funny. Cause I used to train with this guy and whenever you're on the bench, he would yell at you. He'd be like, push, push. And he'd be like, if you don't do it, I'm going to teabag you sort of thing. And it's like, he's standing right over your head, looking down at you. And you're like, fuck this guy. And you, you know, you get it on sort of thing. Men and women are vastly different, you know, vastly different in so many different ways. It is what it is. Um, let me see what we got here. We got a Mark in the house. What's up, Mark? How you hey, doing? I, I didn't mean to make a call. I didn't mean to make a call. Where you clicked the link? Did you have a question? Uh, no. I just give kudos to your book. I uh, got it. Jeez, a year and a half ago. Read All right. Doing my own thing, and uh, I'll continue to try and uh, you know keep working it. All right. Thank you kindly, sir. And, and Hey guys, if you've read the book, uh, please, please do go to Amazon. Um, whether you've read the book, the Kindle or listen to it, um, make sure you leave a written review. Just let guys know what kind of value you got out of the, um, the content. It's always very helpful. Um, yeah, Metro. I see you guys here in the chat. That's yeah, that's, that was a common phrase back in the day. The Metro sexual has definitely evolved. That avatar has definitely changed completely. The, the Metro dude is not turned into like the way of man, like ultra masculine dude. He's, 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 he's shoved further down the scale. He's had too many soy lattes, uh, gone to too many feminist marches with pink pussy hats. And uh, he's gone in a totally different direction. You know, what's weird about a lot of these dudes, you know, speaking of friends, you know, men and women being uh, friends is a lot of these guys that are like feminist allies or female allies, uh, that you see at pro-abortion marches, uh, women's rights marches. Uh, you know, you see them wearing the T-shirt that says, I'm a male feminist sort of thing. You know, like the Justin Trudeau avatar sort of thing. <laughs> uh, most of these guys are the biggest creeps out there. They are, they are legitimately the, the sickest, most creepiest individuals out there. Um, proven, statistically proven. I remember there was uh, a dude, what was that guy? I was talking to Moff about this the other day. I know he's in the chat, but he, he runs that tech company. And, you know, he just decided one day, because he's got so many female employees, he's like, rather than having tiers and pay everybody, you know, what the job should be paid, 
I'm just going to pay everybody across the board $70,000. So there was people probably in the mail room making $30,000 that got a big fat $40,000 raise. Well, this nerd ended up getting uh, caught because he ended up getting involved with these women and he thought, you know, he was doing the virtuous thing. Ended up costing him a lot of problems, man. Yeah. Men and women can be friends. Creep always. It's always, it's always those, those, those creepy weirdos. You'll never see a guy like Jack Donovan going, yeah, men and women should be friends. Right. You'll never see a guy that's like conventionally masculine looking, um, wanting to hang out in a friendly way with women. Not that it can't be done. You know, I said, it's not optimal. It's not ideal. When Katie was asking Dan price, that's it. Thank you. Um, I just don't see it. You know, I've like, I've been friends with chicks before in the past and it's like, they're hot and I'm only there because I've either banged them before or I want to bang them again. That's really what it just boiled down to. So that's why guys do it. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. Anybody that tells you otherwise is lying to you. It's like, no, I just like to hear about her basket weaving or I want, I want Becky to tell me all about her seven cats. You know, that's, that's why I'm here because I'm interested in cats and we have a mutual interest in cats. Uh, no, that's not how it works. And fellas, you know, back to the point, if you're dealing with a chick that wants, that wants to claim you, that is having the talk. And if you're unfamiliar with the talk, it's, it's simply, Hey, where do we stand? I like you. Uh, I don't want you seeing anybody else. I want to claim you. I want to be your girlfriend sort of thing. Fine. One of the things that you need to evaluate at that, at that time is, are there male friends in her life? Because if there are, um, that's the same as parking a nice car in a shitty neighborhood. Uh, you can lock it, you can hope for the best and walk away, but the chances of things happening go up dramatically. And I just simply won't get, like, I won't be serious. I won't get serious with a chick that has a bunch of male friends, right? I'm not doing it. Um, only weak guys without options do stuff like that. Like if you're a strong, virtuous, successful guy, if you're the unplugged alpha, you're going to have multiple women to choose from. So when she comes at you with, I want to be your girlfriend, you're going to look at it and be like, got a few red frags. She's got six guy friends, you know, she's da, 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 sort of thing. You'd be like, no, I'm cool with the way things are right now. You know, that may change later. You know, we'll see how things go, but you're not going to drop everything to want to be with a chick that's got a bunch of sausages hanging around her all the time. Reality. Reality of life. It is what it is. Um, let's see what we got here in the chat. Quick car question. Thoughts on investing in higher end cars that are nearing the bottom of the depreciation curve, older Mercedes V12 DB7. So there's a YouTube channel that I watch. It's run by a Dutch guy. I think it's called Four Wheel Trader. Let me just double check here. Uh, four, is it Four Wheel Trader? Trader, I think it's called YouTube. I think that's it. Yeah, so it's called Four Wheel Trader Car Depreciation Analysis. He does pretty detailed breakdowns on uh, the depreciation curves of all kinds of different cars um, based on current market data. Like there was one that he did the other day on the 911 Turbo, which was two days old. Uh, he gets decent views. It's 10,000 views on that one. Um, and he spends a good amount of time researching the data and plotting it on a chart sort of thing. Um, right now it's looking like cars are still a little bit overpriced. I think you're probably going to see them come down to more reasonable prices next year. Uh, but most, like most of the car, like what cars are we talking about? Invest in, so Mercedes V12, DB7. Yeah, I would, um, 
Doug DeMiro has a video on this on his channel about cars that he thinks will be future classics. And it tends to be unloved cars at the time that are unique is what it generally boils down to, I think. So using the, the Ford GT40, the GT40 was released 2004 to 2006, supercharged V8, manual transmission, the weird doors. It's basically a retro car. And they couldn't get them off the lot. It was the same thing with the NSXs. Um, they, from what I understood, they would actually pay influencers to take the cars to shows to show them off sort of thing. Um, but that's going to turn around and change. So, I mean, look, if you can get a naturally aspirated manual transmission car, I've got my eye on something. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want to drive up the price. But, um, I, you know, like the R8 v10 spider you know with a manual for me was a favorite really enjoyed it i'd have another one if the price uh, was right and i could get the right uh, color combo that's not what i'm looking for but anything that's low mileage unique manual naturally aspirated i think you're going to see those go up in value interesting story about porsche is they are no longer going to make internal combustion engines for the boxer and cayman they're going to go full electric but they haven't said the same thing for the 911 and they've just invested a ton of money and uh, I think it was an Argentinian company that is able to manufacture uh, petrol uh, from in, from atmospheric carbon dioxide and a few other chemicals. So it's so it's carbon neutral, basically. So for all the internal combustion engine lovers out there, there's always going to be a form of fuel for the car. And Porsche is heavily invested in that because they have such a big audience with a 911 lineup. People love those cars. Uh, they last forever. They're reliable. The, you know, they're built well, they'll be around for 50, hundred years still. Um, so I don't think ice engines are, are going to go, go too far away, but most new cars coming out will be electric. That's just the reality of the world. They're going to be boring ass plug in electric cars with no fucking soul. Um, and I think the price of internal combustion engines are going to go up. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which ones I'm looking at because, I'll, I'll tell you after I buy it. You know, let's just put it that way. Uh, Greg says, have you read the book, The Secret, and your thoughts regarding manifesting success and positivity not relative to those uh, laying on a couch dream of success? Yeah, so if you're unfamiliar with The Secret, 90s, I think that came out, Bob Proctor and a few other big names. Bob Proctor was a familiar name for me as a kid. Like my dad gave me a cassette tape. This is dating myself when I was 18 or 19. And it was all about reframing the mind's eye and um maxwell maltz has a book called psych psycho cybernetics as well i have it in my bookcase down over here um he talks about that often in some of his audio recordings i think bob proctor died recently if i'm not mistaken um but he was part of the crew that did the secret and all that really is is just manifesting what you want in life which gets a little bit woo woo for some people um I remember when I was younger, we used to go to the gym after watching something like The Secret. You know, me, me and my buddy Sam, you know, we go to the gym. We go to the pull in the parking lot. He's like, I'm going to manifest a parking spot right by the front door. It doesn't really work that way. Um, but look, it does more good than it does harm. So let's just put it that way, right? Uh, am I a big fan? No, I'm, I'm more of a fan of this book. Get this book if you haven't got it. And the follow-up is going to be even better. Um, the follow-up's great, actually. I'm, I'm I'm chuffed with what I'm writing in that right now. Um, electric cars are a scar on the face of humanity, in my opinion. It is what it is. Uh, look, the global elitists are convincing people that 
there's climate issues, climate lockdowns are, when it comes to lockdowns, I think the potential of a climate lockdown is greater than another pandemic lockdown. They tried the pandemic shit on us. And after a year and a half, people saw through it. I think the next thing is going to be, they're going to try to, um, scare the public into lockdowns in that sense. Now, here's the real problem with electric cars most people don't get, okay? This is a serious problem because the United States has mandated that car manufacturers, I can't remember what the year was. It was either 2028 or something like that, but it's a few years down the road, uh, have to have the capacity to shut down the car um, at any given time. And the argument that they're using is, well, if we have a scenario like, O.J. Simpson, where we've got the entire California Highway Patrol behind this guy and it's a danger to the public. Somebody somewhere at some electric car company can just push a button. A cell tower will send the signal and the car will just shut down and it won't be able to drive anymore. Same thing with robbers and, you know, speeding and stuff like that. Like they'll have a way to shut down cars. That's the argument that they're using. But the real story behind what they're doing, I believe, is they're going to use it as part of the social credit system where they're going to say, you know, you have so many carbon credits and for charging your car, you can only travel a certain number of miles. So once you use that, you're either going to pay a higher tax or they're going to shut your car down. Um, so have an internal combustion car is what I'm saying. Don't don't just go all in on electric. I know some of the electric geeks love them. I get it. Instant torque off the line. For me, I'd rather have a hybrid performance hybrid. Um, the McLaren Artura, the Acura NSX, the next generation, the super series of the McLaren 720 is probably definitely going to be a hybrid. Um, I'll be all over that, like a fat kid on a piece of cake, because those things are awesome. You get instant torque right out of the corner, but full electric, not a fan. Um, let me see what, uh, so, 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 I'm going to totally pronounce that name wrong, bro, but just unmute yourself. Still a, still a hand. Hey, it's actually Spencer. Me? Thank you. Okay, we'll go with Spencer. I like that better. Thank you. Uh, I just found your your podcasts and, and uh, videos recently. Um, I literally just got off the phone with my soon-to-be ex-wife and, and finally decided to call this whole sort of game off. Um, I wanted to say thank you because I felt like your videos helped give me uh, a load of confidence of what, and understanding of what should be happening out there in the world. Cool. And uh, how people. What was your big aha moment? I got it. Um, okay. So we were, we've been in a, uh, we've been fighting for a long time. And I actually, we, we live in uh, San Diego mm -hmm. uh, downtown. And I had bought the condo next to hers and doubled the size of our home. We got mm -hmm. married. We were married uh, just over a year ago, uh, fighting a lot. I would say, that part of that is my problem. Mm -hmm. Um, but I own that. Uh, but then she got to a point where she said, okay, we're getting divorced. We're closing the condos. Mm -hmm. And she pushed forward with it after I, I did ask her numerous times begged, um, and said, look, you know, this, like we can, I will work on this and, and do what I need to do. Um, uh, but what are you guys fighting over? So, so constantly feelings, feelings <laughs> yes your feelings versus her feelings i think what she wanted out of me as far as the uh relationship is concerned um and building intimacy and stuff uh-huh 
Okay. And I so, think we had two different versions of that. There was the version of that that I was capable of and the version that she wanted. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of a void there, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm just not good at it. I, I'll admit I'm not good at it. So. Well, look, man, like Spencer, here's the, you know, here's the truth of the matter. Women don't want a women. Okay. I'm going to add this word to it. Women generally don't want a guy that's going to be all emotional and feeling. They want a guy to lead. And I think that what most women hear today from society is that men and women are equal. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, um, men need to open up more and masculinity is toxic. And if he would just cry more and be on a shoulder, blah, 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 sort of thing. But that's what drives them up. Women don't want a pussy. They already have one. They want a guy to be strong, virtuous, be a guy that she can look up to. So, you know, you guys watching right now, don't think for a second that that being a big fat softy is what works. Like there's a time and place to throw a little beta into the equation. But for the vast majority of women, generally speaking, they want to be able to look up to you. They want to they essentially want to be with a giant, you know, is what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she insisted on, on pushing through with the divorce. I closed the hole in between our, uh, the wall in between our two homes. And uh, okay. uh, fortunately, we had a prenup. So that so was you've fun. got your ex-wife living next door in the other unit? <laughs> it's not the best situation, is it? No, no not really. <laughs> but uh, I think in a, in a couple of years, this place is going to turn a pretty good profit. There's a lot of redevelopment down here. And it was yeah, good. well, good. Good for you, man. I'm glad you got some clarity. You're feeling better about it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Cheers. Uh, Jaron made a good point here. Um, he said, I could get on board with electric if they actually were serious about bringing back nuclear energy production. So that's that's a very valid point because most of the electricity that we consume, it's not coming from windmills and uh, solar farms. Uh, the vast majority of it comes from coal and biomass. And biomass might sound environmentally friendly, but all they're really doing is they're clear-cutting forests and they're just burning the shit out of whatever they cut down. Um, so like the argument that Elon Musk makes is, well, yes, but it's more efficient to centralize um, emissions in a coal burning factory because you can control them better and you can eliminate more of the emissions or reduce them because the technology is, it's, it's static, like it's fixed. It's not mobile. It's not in a car. Like you don't have to rely on a catalytic converter and stuff like that, which isn't nearly as efficient. So yeah, I mean, if they turn on nuclear reactors and they build them, which I believe they're going to have to, um, that might solve, um, you know, some of the virtual scam, but yeah, it's, it's, it's mostly done by virtue signalers as he uh, said here, so they can pat themselves on the back. Um, cause despite popular opinion, like, well, I charge my Tesla with solar panels and windmills. Can't tell you how many, like, I just came back from a long road trip down to Boston, uh, did 3000 kilometers in a McLaren. And every single windmill that I saw on the way was not spinning. It was it was static. It was not producing any electricity because there was no wind. So cloudy days, no wind days. Uh, the efficiency level of them is significantly lower than things like nuclear. It's it's a big joke. I mean, you could go on about it for hours and get into the, the weeds and the details. Noah, what's up, buddy? <clears throat> hey, Rich. Can you hear me all right? I got you loud and clear, man. <clears throat> all right, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. I've been watching your content for a while now. 
Um, so my question is, I'm trying to like, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm like getting, trying to get my life together, but I'm trying to find like a balance between enjoying the grind and like enjoying the come up and, but still like staying focused and pretty much outworking your average guy, mm. you know? So like I was at for a while, um, I'm working on getting my real estate license. So I'm like, I'm in school and I'm working full time and, um, for, and I'm also training like competitively, uh, kickboxing. So I found for a while I was just between like work, gym, school, sleep, repeat. Mm. And it's, you know, it, it I, I, I kind of figured like, I gotta, you know, I gotta get out sometimes and, you know, enjoy my life a bit, mm. but How old are you I, I, what's that? How old are you again? I'm 22. Okay. And what's the ask here? So I like, I'm wondering what's like, what's like an okay balance for a guy pretty much who doesn't have a shit together yet. Who's, you know, working to, you know, become like, get all my buckets full, so to speak. And, yeah, so you know, I mean, still enjoy my life. Yeah. So if you're working on becoming a top shelf, man, that's, that's gotta be your priority. Chasing tail has gotta be, you know, down, down the totem pole a bit. Um, right. But you're a young guy. I mean, you got hormones raging. You know, you're like, you know, like everything gives you a boner sort of thing at that age. So it's like, yeah, you're going to want to bang. So you're going to want to be intimate with women. You're going to want to be with some women. The right. the area that most guys screw up on is like, you know, they've got a scarcity mindset. They get a date. She touches his pee pee. They get into a relationship. They become exclusive. And then he starts going through betatization through a thousand concessions at like 23 years old. Right? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. chase excellence. He doesn't see his friends anymore. He doesn't build the groundwork and the framework for his life. So as long as you're on your purpose and your mental point of origin remains, you know, centered on you and what you're building for yourself, fine. Just don't get distracted from that. Don't let some random girl distract you from that. Don't let loser guys, you know, distract you from what you're doing. Keep training, keep doing the kickboxing you know, get your real estate license, aim for high-end real estate because you'll make more money at it, obviously, right? Yeah. Where do you live? I'm in Victoria. Oh, okay. So you're in uh, British Columbia. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll be fine. I mean, there's some high-end real estate. There is some pricey real estate. So your, yep. you know, so your commissions will be high. But yeah, um, that's what I'd be doing, dude. Okay, cool. And um, okay, cool. That Yeah, that, that pretty much sum, sums it up. Thanks a lot, Rich. Okay, buddy. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up on that note and uh, just wind down the show, if you will. Uh, let me just make sure I didn't miss anything here in the chat as far as Super Chats. I got Greg's The Secret. Okay, that was it. Um, go see Moff on Stereo. Um, just search for Moff, M-O-F-F. He does a companion show after this. Uh, link is in the chat, also up on your screen as you see it right now. Uh, it's kind of like a podcast, so it's, so it's an audio only show, but go, go check it out. That's where Katie came from, you know, his friend and, uh, the conversation came from. So yes, some details to share with you guys over there. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the entrepreneurs and cars channel. If you are watching this, leave a thumbs up and a comment below and pinned in the top description, go check out, um, those useful links. If you want to, uh, look at some of the stuff like community, uh, requesting a video, blah, 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 all that stuff. We'll see you guys later. Have an awesome night and peace out.